if you've ever been interested in van life or maybe you don't really have an interest in it and you're just you're not really sure what it's about know that a huge part of it is the community a lot of people are really intrigued by van life because of the community mm-hmm. and connor and alex were our first official van friends we met up with them in arkansas neither of us are from arkansas and we were crossing paths with them and we said let's get coffee and we had really never said yes to a lot of people on instagram on random messages and we we're like oh well Take a chance on I'm a stranger danger is a real thing. But. It is. But I remember the message. I think it was from Connor. Maybe it was from Alex. But they messaged and they said, hey, I saw you had this book in your van. I think we'll be friends. We like that book, too. And I was like, OK, cool. We'll be friends. Do you know what book it was? It was Love Does by Bob Goff. Oh, OK. They said we saw it in your van tour. <laughs> anyway, we met up with them and they've stuck with us for the last four years. We've met up in four different states, I think a different state every year, Mm -hmm. and they've just become great friends. We love meeting them on the road. We love them as people, but uh, they are, if you want to know about van life and what it's really like, they will let you know. Yeah, I and just from hanging out with them, I know that we're gonna have fun stories. I, I think that needs to be a part of every episode here is a fun story and, I feel like Connor and Alex are a lot like us, but they're opposite. Like, I feel like Chris and Alex are a lot alike, and then Connor and I are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. So she's the funny storyteller in the family, and then he's the much more, like, serious one like I am. They're well, a funny dynamic. It was funny because we were at Connor and Alex's house about a year ago, and Sarah and Connor were together at the end of the kitchen table, both planning. They had their maps and all this, and then Alex that. and I are just kind of walking around pretending like we had something to do. <laughs> what were we planning? I think we were, like, I think we were scouting out good off-grid camping spots for the van. They were sharing their top secret spots in Colorado with us. Can we pause really quick and maybe talk about what is van life? Just for those of anybody that doesn't know what van life is. Van life is the people who are living in vans down by the river. (laughs) Yes, we've all heard that joke. And yes, on more than one occasion, that's been true. Mm -hmm. But van life is just essentially it's RVing. But I feel like the millennials and the Gen Zers have picked up the term van life. Mm -hmm. And vans have become very popular because it seems more trendy than RVing like maybe our parents did. I love RVing. I mean, there's sometimes I look at those giant RVs at the campground. I think they know something we yeah, don't. Yeah, they, they have it figured out. <laughs> anyway, back to the point. Today's all about van life. And Connor and Alex are some of our good friends. They are from Colorado. And we asked them to come on. And we're going to talk about the highs and lows of van life. And I think we're going to get a couple good stories out of them. I think so, too. And they've been doing van life for a while now. Four years. They Four started years. right after us. They were building their van when we started in our van. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So they know they know a lot about van life. They know the highs. They know the lows. They know what's realistic. And then they know what's not realistic. What's the Instagram side of van life? What's the Instagram side? So. And I, I love them because I feel like, yes, their Instagram is beautiful. They're photographers and videographers, but they're not the cliche van life Instagrammers. But we're not going to ruin any more of who they are. We're going to let them talk for themselves and explain who they are. So no more chit chat. Let's just get to the conversation with Connor and Alex. We've been talking for the last 10 minutes and we haven't even started the, 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 the podcast yet, but we're starting it now. Connor and Alex, we are so thankful that you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. You make us feel important. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. We all just want to hang out and talk and catch up That's for the it. next hour or so. Yeah. And like we had mentioned before, Connor and Alex are our van life friends, which I mean, that's that's a whole different level of friendship than normal friends are. And I don't know if you guys know this, but you were our first official van life friends. I don't remember when it was, but I know we met up in Arkansas. Yep. Yeah. I have no idea what time of year that was or anything. But since then, we've met up in what, four states? Yeah. Arkansas, so. Montana, Oregon, and Colorado. 
That's oh, yeah. a good friendship, guys. <laughs> yeah, really, van life friendships are so strange compared to normal friendships. <laughs> You've been to our house. We've never been to yours. But most of the time, we're just somewhere, random coffee shop. I feel like van life, you're right. You hang out in coffee shops. It's almost like you spend 24-7 with people, and but you don't really get annoyed. And then, But when you feel that tension, or, or not even tension, but when you feel like you're like, I need alone time, you just like hop into your home and drive <laughs> drive down the street. Totally. <laughs> we, we love. And then you meet up for dinner later. <laughs> we love taking the van to our family in Texas and Arkansas because you can be with family a lot more readily because of the van. You don't have to buy hotels or plane tickets, but when you need your alone time, you just go to the van. <laughs> you have your own house yeah. at your family's house. We miss our van a lot for that very reason sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> miss it. All right, you've been you've been doing van life for a while. Let's let's start at the beginning of like the honeymoon stage of van life. Because, you know, when you, you turn on that ignition and you like peel out of that driveway and you're ready to hit the open road in your van and everything is beautiful. So, I mean, let's talk about the first couple of, let's talk about that honeymoon stage. How long did the honeymoon stage last for you guys? Oh, that was then, approximately like six hours. Yeah, okay, we got, was like, yeah, we had quite the first night in our van. There's some stories. One is no. the first night, and then the second story is we lived full-time in the van for three months, and then COVID hit. So that was kind of our honeymoon phase, if you think about it. That was like true, new van life for all that it, it can be. And then COVID hit, and we were forced to go back home, even right. for, for lockdown. Mm -hmm. And then van life changed totally after that with all the public resources but back to the first night we this was like it was january 2020 january 2020 we roll out of colorado which in january you have to be very picky about where you drive because everything is covered in snow or there's going to be a, a snowstorm that shuts down a pass so we figured out the best route would be to go near kind of pagosa springs to go to the southwest to go to sedona and we got to this area in the San Luis Valley. It was about 10,000 feet in the valley and everything was just covered in snow. The whole place was like the ice world in Star Wars, just white. The road was ice, parking lots were ice. And that's where we, you know, we looked at iOverlander for like the first time, like, oh, this one looks good. Wait, okay. This is the real story. Okay, so first night in the van, I'm in the passenger seat. Connor's like, yeah, I found this sick spot just outside of Durango or Pagosa or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. And so he turns off the highway into this like desolate tundra and it's full ice sheet. The wind's blowing like crazy. It's like negative something degrees out. And I'm like, okay. Our van, like, is, not, our van is not four wheel drive. No. So we kind of <laughs> slide into our camp spot. And then Connor here, because this is the honeymoon phase, Connor's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go for a run. you. <laughs> I was just like, adventure time. Yeah. So Connor like puts on his winter running clothes and goes out there. And I swear the whole time he's like a cartoon, just like skidding all over the ice. Anyways, he comes back like 30 minutes later. He's like, yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> He's like dying. And then that night we, did our heater not work? 
it was our first night of like living in the van with our heater and so i wasn't totally sure how to use it to the best like capacity like do i keep it on all night do i just schedule it to come on in the middle of the night well i didn't keep it on enough because it was negative 10 for our first night of van life and oh our pipes froze in the morning <laughs> We had to take no. our heated blanket and wrap them around our pipes to slowly warm them up. So, uh, so there's a hack for you. Yeah, that was the first night. Oh, <laughs> did you like go? Did you want to quit immediately? You're like, we're back going back home. This is it. Or did you guys just press on to somewhere warmer? No, it's like in the beginning, you know, even when you you have those problems, you're just like, oh everything is fine. Whereas if that stuff would happen now, like, you know, a couple years into it, I'd be like, I'm done. This is, <laughs> well, this is too much for me. Partially, that's why we run away from winter in our van. Yeah. Not only the road conditions, but just how cold it is. I mean, we've got a great heater and, and still it's very difficult to live in the winter in a van. Yeah. So we just generally avoid it. Yeah. yeah. We get that. We're like, we're like the kind of people who search out like 60 to 80 degrees, eight, 60 to 80 degrees. We don't really go much over or under that. That's like our sweet spot. Yeah, so. I get snowbirds. I get that mentality. You know, oh, yeah. you, the, all the Canadians or the Northerners going down to Phoenix and Florida for the summer. I get it. I mean, they're. I think they're the smartest bunch of any of us. They've yeah, they've lived 60, 70 years. And yeah. no one's up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, why why did you get into van life? Why did why did why did you start? Yeah, I don't even know that. Yeah, that's. That's a story. So Connor was working just like this nine to five job. I had just started my videography business and we were just kind of struggling like financially every month. We just couldn't get ahead because like rent was so high. We were in Colorado Springs and we had this like wanderlust. We wanted to do so much traveling, but the finances were just not there. So I think one day I just randomly saw like one of the first van life accounts on Instagram. And I showed Connor, I was like, we should just do this. And I think from that point, it was like maybe two months and we were, you know, putting into action that plan. Ending our lease early. Like, how can we do this? Let's just yeah. get out of our rental. And it ended up working out really well. Um, my parents started to do some more extended travel. So we were able to kind of look after their house and stay there instead while we built out the van. And that allowed us to save the rent money. And we put that money toward the building of the van every single month. So initially we did save up, save up enough to buy the van outright without a loan. So that was super helpful. And then we basically put the whole build on a 0% interest credit card. So then we were able to pay that build over like one year. And we ended up going into the van with zero debt and zero payments too. Yeah. Granted, this was like, you know, before 2020, it was so much cheaper. <laughs> like, it was so much cheaper. Right? So, like, the cost all in of our van plus our build, all our materials, was, like, less than, you know, what ProMasters yeah. cost now. Like, far yeah. less. So, yeah. so if you're that hearing that, yeah, and you're like... That's yeah. crazy, but we actually just got a comment on our YouTube on one of our old van life videos and he put a sad emoji <laughs> and he was like, I just saw the date when this was posted because it was like, we were going through our finances and it was like, it, it was a steal, you know? <laughs> it's so dated now. I almost feel bad. Maybe we should take that down. Cause it's like, we did this for, 
<laughs> our van, we got the van new for like what, 30 something thousand dollars or $41,000. I you couldn't find a van for even used at that rate right now. It's nuts. No, yeah. Yeah. And then I don't think we could do it. We couldn't afford I don't know if we could do now. van life now. Yeah. It's too expensive. Yeah, it's at the point where like a lot of these vans cost it almost as much as our house, mm. which like for me, mm -hmm. I'm just like I I can't stomach that <laughs> i i don't understand because it's a it's a depreciating asset no matter the way you look at it you know it's just always it at least with the house like you in the market like you hopefully will make money off on it over time but with a van i'm just i don't I'm know i'm always scared i'm gonna wreck it i've never had a wreck in my life but i know the time i have one is going to be in some crazy nice van i cannot afford yeah <laughs> let's get them to explain their van life past yeah what yeah, are you yeah. guys traveling in where are you from Give us the breakdown of who you are. So we we built a 2017 Ram Promaster in 2019, and we took that whole year to build it. Um, we did the whole build ourselves. It was like a little cargo van before that, totally empty. But we got a good one. It hasn't broken down in four years now. Not yet. Our build hasn't really broken. So yeah, we picked a reliable one and, and we did it all ourselves to save money and it just turned out really well that way. And then in 2022, we, we bought a house. So now we're part-time and we go on two week trips here and there. Two weeks, six weeks. Six yeah. week, however long. Yeah. And we're in Colorado, based out of Colorado. That's like the best place to live and own a van. It I, really is. We say this every time, but man, you hit those Rocky Mountains. It's like everything beyond that west is just paradise for a van. Mm -hmm. Totally. So there's so much public land, and whenever we go like south or even just east of Colorado, we're just like shocked how much harder things get for van life with the lack of access yeah. to public land. So that's actually really funny because you don't think about that unless you're in a van or you're like doing the whole RV or, you know, overlanding kind of life. Yeah. The East coast, it's very limited on where you can park overnight, you know, but then when you hit the West coast, it is, everything's your playground. It feels like it anyway. It feels like it. Yeah. And then stuff on the East coast is far from everything. It seems like, like most of the national forests are not near any major cities. So half the time you're driving like an hour and a half to town or something. It's not, it's not convenient. It doesn't feel yeah. like. And do we need to explain like that? Oh yeah. I guess we could explain for people who don't know what van life is, like what we're talking about. So if you're not familiar with federal lands, uh, Bureau of land management, national forest, a lot of federal lands are free to park on is what we're getting at. So those are the two that we rely on and you're pretty much allowed to stay in those spots for 14 days without moving. And then you can move literally like 10 feet over and you can start again. <laughs> so a lot of van lifers like ourselves, we go to these amazing places, a lot of national forests and BLM spots are back to back with some of America's national parks. You get a camp essentially in the national park, but for free. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're talking about. And that's half the appeal in van life, at least yeah. for us. I don't know about you guys, but we love that. Oh, for sure. It's cool. Cause like you said, in a lot of States, especially in the West, you can stay on public land for free, like right outside. So we were just in Santa Fe and we stayed on this BLM that was like, I don't know, 10 minutes outside of downtown or something Yeah. Um, for two weeks. And you get to live in that city, which otherwise like we would never be able to afford to live like downtown Santa Fe. So that's like one of the best parts of van life for sure. In any city, we've yeah. done it, you know, in places like Sedona, Glacier National Park, uh, Bend, Oregon, like, you know, two or $300 for a hotel room for a night. That 
is our grocery bill for a few weeks of living there in, a, in the van. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I miss it. <laughs> now that you've lived van life for four years, would you still do it again? Like, would you still choose it again? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel 100%. like we, we are still choosing it because we didn't have to sell the van to buy our house. In fact, we really wanted to keep it because we didn't just want to be in a house. And our house does get boring. Like, we're super thankful to have one, to have some, like, true rest and relaxation. But we bought this house knowing that, like, we still need to get out there in our van. It's still, yeah. like, a, a deep... Yeah. need for us it just like there's no other form of travel that lets you really experience places like having a van does you know because you get to live in those places like go to where the locals go all that stuff so I don't we've never regretted it and in fact it's something like when we go internationally now we even miss van life because it's just you get to experience so much more in a van or whatever truck camper whatever so we don't regret it at all mm -mm. it's probably the best thing we've done yeah in yeah. our lives yeah it's opened up so many doors and i just remember before we built the van and we started traveling i just had this insatiable itch for adventure and, and living in colorado i feel like everybody has a certain level of that you want to go climb mountains but you always want to do more like you want to climb a mountain in the next state over where you want to go mountain bike this trail in Oregon. And it's just like, how do you get there? How do you do that? Uh, rather than just doing your local adventures, which there's nothing wrong with those, of course, but over a few years, I don't know. I just kept wanting to do more and more and more, but didn't have the money to like go on international expeditions every year or yeah, yeah the van just scratched that itch. So so well and I, I just don't have that insatiable feeling anymore I feel very like pleased with how van life has affected our lives yeah how did you make money while you were full-time in the van like what what were you doing during that time sugar mama um no uh we had a full-time wedding elopement videography business um so kind of like our whole van life was kind of focused around our wedding and elopement shoots so like it kind of dictated where we would travel um like for example every summer we'd have to stay put in colorado because that's where most of our shoots were and then it the rest of the time it was just me editing videos in the van but yeah so we could edit them from wherever so we could go you know to warm yeah. places in the winter when we didn't have shoots she would edit videos, deliver them from a coffee shop. Um, I dealt with inquiries and did our website and things like that. And was just like the the van man, like he would do the driving, you know, all this stuff, like researching where to sleep at night. If you if you do van life, you know that that's like almost a part time job, if not a full time job. So that was Connor's yeah. job yeah. for that time. She just had to worry about yeah. the editing. Yeah. And I worried about how to survive in a van. <laughs> yeah, that is a job. Yeah, that's, I mean, teamwork for sure. Oh, well, I, and you just like brought back a <clears throat> flood of memories for me because I remember, I remember being so like frustrated or just kind of fed up of, not fed up, but I remember being so frustrated. Like you would go into a new town and you have to think 
about everything. Oh, yeah. You have to think about where to get water. You have to think about how to do laundry, where to get food, how where to park for the night. And then if you get in too late and it's, you know, past uh, dusk, you know, it's night, then you're like, well, I guess I'm going to sleep in a parking lot tonight because I really don't want to drive this back road. Um, and did so I'm guessing that was sort of the same for, for you guys as well, like to find like setting up new routines in different places around the country. Yeah, pretty much. And van life, like like you said, it's so exhausting because you have, I feel like just so many more decisions in your day than like, you know, when you live in a house. And part of that is, you know, you'll go park somewhere to work because it has great service or shade or whatever. And then midday, the sun is like hitting your van and it's 90 degrees and you're like, we got to move. And like the amount of times that you like sit, you're like, okay, work for an hour, move, like work for an hour. Some guys just hanging outside your van smoking. You got to move. Like, it's like... Yeah. So you're, Sarah's over here like cackling because you're bringing oh, back like all PTSD. these. PTSD. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I remember that. Yeah. Like I've, it's been long enough that we've been out of the van like almost a year that everything is just like golden. I'm like, oh, I miss it. I miss, like I'm sitting here hearing Chris talk like, oh, you have to go to a new town, like find, start a new routine. You have to find laundry and groceries and water. But I, I'm over here thinking, I love the excitement of something new every time. But then I hear that and I'm like, oh yeah, it's not yeah. all golden. <laughs> I mean, like you still, I feel silly for like complaining about it because people are like, I would kill to, you know, do my job at the Grand Canyon. But you know, since yeah. we're talking to fellow van life people now and I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah. You, you move like, yeah. seriously, some days it's like 10 times a day. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, I just want to sit. And, you know, be able to concentrate, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I rem Those are the days. Yeah. But let's focus on the good here. Like, we know that there's a lot of bad. I don't want to skip over that because it, it is hard. I think people go into it, like, with this expectation that it's going to be like Instagram, which we all know right now is uh, not real. But I, ironically, or not ironically, but... You guys, I never knew how you guys got into van life. And it's almost identical to our story. We were living in an apartment, paying too much. And then I found it on Instagram, showed it to Chris. And then within like two months, we had our first van and we're building out at my parents' house. Yeah. So yeah, twinsies there. Yeah. Thank <laughs> but, you, Instagram. Yeah, thanks a lot, Instagram. Look what you've done to us. <laughs> well, influenced. <laughs> can we talk about the Instagram moments about van life? I mean, because we, I, we see these posts all the time. And it'll be some girl, guy, whoever, but their back doors are open. There's an amazing river or valley right there looking out. And it's just, and like the sun is peeking through the door. I mean, that never once happened in our life and van life. I mean, I, I shouldn't say well, like. I mean, I've gotten to the point I see those photos now. And all I can think is I wonder what I don't see in that photo. Like how many mosquitoes are in that van right now? Like how hot is it? Yeah. And they're not showing yeah, yeah, yeah. us. <laughs> totally. I think we've had like one moment like that when we were in the honeymoon phase and we we're like at the Grand Canyon. I'm like, we got to get this photo with the back doors open. We're just like laying on the bed, looking at the view. So <laughs> stupid, like so dumb. But and yeah, that happened about once. And then after that, we realized, yeah, you, you can't have your doors open because the bugs, oh my gosh. Um, usually the heat, by. like the sun is, you know beating on you at 90 degrees or it's too cold or it's too cold i mean i think we had some moments where we opened up the door but i remember sitting especially in our second van with the seat swiveled around our first no our first van did too but 
we had the heater underneath the passenger seat and sometimes it was so cold so i'd open up sliding door so i could have that moment of like looking and enjoying where i'm at but i'd blast that heater full blast <laughs> underneath me i'm like this is fun this is great exactly <laughs> the other thing with like those moments too now you know in the beginning of van life we would kind of keep all of our like window covers off when we would park and in the beginning, it, van life was so new. We'd have so many people like come up to us and be like, can we see inside your van? But with that, we'd also have people just come over and just like straight up look into our van. So we started yes. to, you know, put the window covers on. And it's funny now, like three years later, we'll drive to a place, park, immediately put all the covers on. Just like, <laughs> just like the difference between honeymoon phase and like... Four years in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember our first van had the windows. We had tinted them as dark as you could legally tint windows in a van because I knew we knew we were going to go to hot places and like it'll help get the heat out, whatever. But I can't tell you how many times we'd be sitting in a parking lot or something, you know, one of the many times we have to move in a day. And we'd sit there and people would walk up and they'd be like scratching, like checking their teeth in our oh, mirror. Yeah. Our and windows. we were inside the we van were, like, just on the watching them. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> it was it was awful. Um, and I remember, I remember being in Glacier National Park and we were being the YouTubers. We were getting, well, it wasn't that early. It was like midday, but we were trying to get shots on the side of going of the going to the sun road. And we see this whole cluster of people like waddle up the street oh my gosh. to our van. And I'm like, well, we're, we're not were like hanging off the side of the ridge. Yeah. Too. And like, yeah. It's so no there's real. just, there's literally just a guardrail and like there's a two lane traffic, you know, two lane road. And our van, we had the only spot that you could park at, and this whole cluster of people are walking towards us. And I'm like, what are these people doing? They're gonna get hit. And they were they were a very nice family, but they had seen van life on Instagram. And no joke, and they, they were hanging on the side of the van door off the cliff, just like trying to get in our van. And we're But it wasn't just one. Like we opened, they're like, Can we see van? They weren't American. So they're like, Can we see van? Can we see the van? And we're like, sure. So we opened up the side door and not one, but like three or four of it. It was like mom, dad, grandma, and grandkid. I have it all all standing in our van. I'm like against the side of the van. Like, what is happening? I have this whole experience on video. And you can see they were nice as can be. Yeah. And Sarah and I were never I, we never are the combative, I, I mean, we'll try to go with the flow as much as we can. And so we're just over there smiling, like watching the world fall apart <laughs> as these people are climbing through our van. And I'm like, what is happening? But And then Kramer, meanwhile, is just like, stranger danger. Like, I'm going to get them. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. We, I don't know if you guys experience this, but we have like a full bathroom in our van with the door and everything. And oftentimes, like, when we stop for gas, he'll fill up gas and I'll go pee in our toilet thing. I can't tell you how many times I have been peeing in there and somebody approaches Connor, like, the door will be open and they're like, hey, can we see you in your van? And they full on come in and I'm just like, I'm in here. <laughs> and I'm so awkward, I'll just be totally silent. A normal person would be like, hey, I'm using the bathroom, could you not? And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's our bathroom. I can't open it right now. <laughs> Alex is against the wall, just like. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So van, van life gives us so many amazing moments and so many awkward moments. And but just the awkward are what I remember the best. Like those oh, are the yeah. best ones. Well, I remember selling our second van, this past van, and we were showing it to a, a couple. And not the couple who bought not it. Not the couple who bought it, but the, this couple wanted a tour 
and she's like, what's in here? And it was the cabinet where our toilet was. And she opened it up and then she stuck her hand fully into our toilet that has been used. Like this was not the, the this and, was not the new one we get. No, we were gonna give them a brand spanking new one, but we left our toilet in there just to show As where the we're toilet living goes. In it still. Yeah, we're still living in it. And she, st- I watched her stick her whole hand in the toilet. She's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "That's our toilet, ma'am." <laughs> and then she just slowly pulled her arm out and then acted. I did not shake her hand after that. I'm like, it's, uh, "Thank you, thank you." I think. Yeah, they wanted the favor. I think that moment sort of killed it for her. I, I think it, yeah, killed it for <laughs> us. Yeah. What could you think that was? Like a storage compartment? I don't know. I don't know. Where like, we keep our food, like... you know, it's like a bear trap or something. That's honestly something I would do. And then I would be like, okay, bye guys. And I would move states. <laughs> you never hear from me again. <laughs> okay, so we've talked funny moments. And I know we're going to have more funny van stories somewhere in here. But... What is the scariest moment you guys have experienced in van life? Because I know that we've, you know, been parked in the middle of nowhere and you have those moments that are just, I don't know. People ask a lot, like, is van life scary parking in the middle of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Have you guys had any experiences where you're like, oh, don't love this? There's plenty of sketchy, like kind of sketchy experiences that, didn't, that never really come to fruition. Like really sketchy four wheel drive roads that you don't know if you're going to make it down. Um, well, there was one near Uray, Colorado, where our brake lights came on because our brake fluid was like too low and it was overheating. And so we had to stop and like cool off the brakes halfway down because you're you're braking like a 8,000 pound vehicle down a mountain pass. That was one such experience. But like, that's not super scary because it all ended up fine. Yeah. Uh, I think I think maybe the scarier experience is has to do with winter again i'll let you tell it yeah scary in the sense not of like stranger danger but um we did we filmed a wedding on new year's in boulder and there happened to be like this crazy forest fire followed by this crazy blizzard and we were in our van and it was in the middle of boulder and after we're done at like 1 a.m we had to camp like on the side of this city street so we camped there overnight. It was like negative, I don't know, negative it was, it something. It was just snowing a lot. It snowed all day, and we could barely even drive to this roadside. Just like parking on the side of the road was, was difficult because there was so much snow. So we parked there. It's on the side of the city street. Like it, it just keeps snowing. We try our heater, and it doesn't work. And we're like, man, if this doesn't work, what are we going to do? Because you couldn't drive home then the blizzard was too bad anyway after about like 10 tries we get it to work that's another thing about van life with these heaters i won't even go into but um we get it to work then the next morning we wake up and i kid you not our van is like an igloo like it has snowed so much we had to shovel our van out and then what is usually a two-hour drive for us home to colorado springs took us like seven hours Mm i-25 all the highways were just pure ice we just the whole day our van was sliding around and so like for me that was the scariest experience just because like you're also driving your house you know so that adds just a whole new level to things but as far as like i don't know feeling unsafe with people i honestly have never felt unsafe like i don't think ever yeah we've gotten maybe some bad vibes here and there but 
like I said, they never end up being anything bad. Yeah. Um, no, no confrontations or, or scary instances with people, thankfully. I could tell one story that like is... <laughs> you should probably tell it now. Okay, now I got to tell it. So <laughs> the only time when I've truly been creeped out by somebody, we're like in Arizona and we're parked in this huge like trailhead parking lot. It is huge, like the size of a football field. We are literally the only ones. We're parked there. Then this one guy comes in and parks, I kid you not, like three feet from our van. Like it's a parking space. Like, and we're like, all of Texas is before you to park in this huge lot <laughs> and you have to park next to us. And it gets worse. So I'm already annoyed because I'm like an introvert. I want to be by myself. This guy parks next to us. Then he gets out, sets up a cot next to our van. Between his car like, and our van. He's going to sleep here. Then he oh. lays on the cot and calls somebody. He is on the phone for, I literally think, like, oh, over an hour. The entire evening because we eventually <laughs> moved. Talking about crazy uh. stuff. Like, I don't know who this person on the other line was, but they like, were just like, kill me. Conspiracy theories, everyone you've ever heard of. Crazy stuff. And it's oh. he's right next to, like, our little window where our heads are in our bed. And so I'm just laying there and I'm like, I can't do it. Carter's like, well, what do you want to do? We can't move. It'll be too obvious because we're literally two people in this lot. I was like, I don't care. So I, I get in the driver's seat and I'm like, turn out of there. And I, I would love to have this on video. I freaking turn out of there, go to the other side of the parking lot and park. And just, so it's like him over here and us like way over here. I was like, I can't take it. So you said get out of here, but you stayed. You just moved. <laughs> I mean, that was the campsite. It was either that or keep driving on the highway. So yeah. that's yep. home. That's home. That's home for the night. We we have a similar story, sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, we have a similar story, but we it didn't end with us driving across the parking lot. It ended with us driving down Utah? the highway. Yeah, Utah. Oh, yeah, Utah. And I, and I don't think we've. This we, is what we think of Moab. Yeah, Moab, Utah is like supposed to be van life mecca you know it's just uh, it's supposed to be this really hub spot for a lot a lot of van lifers and so sarah and i went out there and i don't know if we've ever mentioned this online i think we have eventually but go uh, ahead and yeah. tell it again so he we, likes this story i love this story because it was it's just so bizarre like you run into these bizarre moments that would never happen if you weren't in a van or traveling like that and so we were we were in moab we found this cool place i think on i overlander and we're like this is perfect there was you could see people down the street parked and everything. Everybody yeah. had their own kind of spot. And so we picked ours and we're like, this is perfect. We took all of our Instagram photos. We used those same photos for like our, oh. our marketing for like a year. So yeah. we had a great night doing yeah. Instagram we, photos. We got, our, we got our photos. We had great dinner. It was one of the most relaxing wonderful. like nights of and van life. It was one of the few off-grid spots that had cell service. So we were laying oh, in yeah. bed watching TV, like the office it, or something. It was Having amazing. A great night. Amazing. And then all of a sudden, it, it was dark. It was probably around 9 p.m. or something like that. Because we're old. Because we're old. And we all of a sudden, we hear this car pull up right next to our van, and then the door slam. And we're like, what the crap? I'm like, my thought was, really? Like, there's, a, there's so much space. Why did you park right here? There's so much space. And then we hear another slam and another slam, and then we start, like, hearing voices and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And so I peek my head out 
pitch black. It too. was pitch black, but now there's probably 20 something cars that are surrounding our van. And there's, there's a, there's a car with a bunch of liquor out of the trunk and they <laughs> right have, next to us, right next to us. And then right. They built a fire right next to our propane tank on the outside of our van. And they were, and apparently in Moab, it's very common for people to have coordinate parties and or people, whatever they call, I don't know what they call it. I don't know but, what they, but they send coordinates. They're like, meet at this place and let's have, and so all these people showed up at this place thinking that our van was a part of the party and we're, we were freaked out. And now I'm like, we're going to blow up too, because this fires by the <laughs> propane tank. And so we get in the car and everybody's having a good time. And then all of a sudden we turn on the, the van and we just drive out and you could tell everybody it was just like, what the heck was that? You know, just, just so... <laughs> that van was huge too. It was like 24 feet. Yeah. Long. That was, the, that was a really big awesome. van. I feel like that's oh the difference between like introverts and extroverts. Extroverts would be like, maybe let's join the party or tell people like, hey, you know, we're not part of the party. Introverts are just like, let's quietly leave. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Non-confrontational, like we're just going to go and never look back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, all right, let's go. All right. If, if somebody were to come to you today hearing all these stories i mean because i feel like we've I we're just not like selling van life I, well. I don't know if we are selling van life right now i mean you said that you wouldn't change it you know so what would you tell somebody they're like hey i want to do van life you know like why what would you tell somebody right now i think like all those risks are worth the reward yeah you know when you're in a house you have like no risk and, and you have low reward but you know you have to go through all of these kind of trials and tribulations on the road and it's all worth it because of what you're able to do on a daily yeah. basis. Like we love mountain biking, we love hiking and, and just traveling in general and, and uh, finding new great places to eat and coffee shops. And that's what van life is all about. Yeah. That's what it allows you to do on a daily basis. And yeah, you get all these funny stories, you know, as you go along, but uh, it's way more good than bad. Yeah. And I would just say, like, I feel like the Instagram van life, there's so much focus on the vans. You know, it's like, look at my van. It's in a, like, most of those vans are nicer than my house, you know? And if I were to give advice to somebody, I would say don't focus on the van. Just focus on the experiences you want the van to give you. Um, because, honestly, it's still, it's a car, so... I don't know. And whether, whether your version of van life is in an SUV or right. a truck camper or a tent, like just getting out there, I think is the most important thing because yeah. you can do this lifestyle a variety of different ways. And we chose a van because we think it's the most convenient and, well, I would say comfortable, but our van is also not comfortable, <laughs> <laughs> but relative comfort. I get that. I get that. I mean, both of our vans, like, I feel like we put a lot into them. Like, but the second van especially was just, like, it was way – and we had a lot of brand partners. They were very generous with us. And it was – honestly, one reason I wanted to sell it, I was like, this van's too nice. Like, I was – it was too nice for us. Like, I felt like I was going to hurt it. I was constantly worried about how many miles I was putting on it. And we had a lot of good times in that van, but I was ready to sell it. I was like, let somebody else take it who can afford it more than we can. I was like, we don't need this much van. 
And I still look back and I think our favorite days are the days where it was simpler, you know, mm -hmm. the, I don't think it takes a lot. Like it takes, you know, have what you need to get by, but it does not take all that much. Yeah. And for whatever, for whatever reason, it, you know, being out on the road or ha living this nomadic lifestyle, it creates these memories that are just like super ingrained into your head. And like we, at the moment you may be scared or very frustrated or whatever, but then you look back at it and it, it gives you these stories sort of worth telling. Mm -hmm. And I, I do miss that. I miss that because like, I feel like when th this is our experience, this isn't everybody, but like when we're in our house, we're, we're working and we're resting and like there's not a lot of story it's like groundhog day for me i cannot stand yeah. it. like i hate the like, over and over like i love our house i love our town i love our neighbors but man it is it's hard like every day is the same thing and like you don't remember it there's no challenge there's no abnormal abnormalities like sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no you no i had no. I, I there's this book called um, a million miles in a thousand years by don miller and he talks about like doing hard things and how you remember the moments more that you struggle through. And I've always remembered that. And I can say without shadow of a doubt, like that is 100% true for me. And I think Chris too, like you remember the moments that you struggle through and that were a little bit difficult. And at the time were not fun, but then you look back and you're like, man, that was a really good time. Like those are the good old days. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think that's one thing that being like is really cool is it gives people a little bit of a, a challenge in their everyday life. And they may not realize it's important until afterwards, but that's my moment. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Are there any do's or don'ts of van life that you'd be like, hey, don't do this or do this? <laughs> I've got one maybe. We put a ton of thought into the layout of our van and we made sure it checked all the boxes that we knew we, we would need. And now four years on, it still accomplishes everything we need. Like we haven't had to buy a new van or completely renovate our van because we knew we just wanted to do it once and do it right. Um, and I think that that has like paid for itself in leaps and bounds um, just doing it right the first time because like like I mentioned earlier, like we've just never had a payment to do van life um, since we did it right the first time. And then it's just always worked for us. It's completely off grid. We have our bikes inside. Uh, we have a full-time bed, so we're not switching that around every day which over four years, like, can get pretty tiresome. I don't know, just, we, we just gave it so much thought. I mean, it took us a full year to build our van, and there were so many days that we just laid in the van and thought, like, well, should we do it this way or should we do it that way? I mean, there's pros yeah. and cons to both, and, and, and we'd focus on each decision for, like, a week. Yeah. But I... it turned out with, like, our perfect van. Yeah. So I would just say, if you're thinking about doing it, just take your time and don't rush into it and buy something. I mean, we even like a lot of our van life was spent in our half finished van. Um, we, we would have to go to jobs and stuff and we would, you know, we just had like a bed basically. And we used those times to really refine like what we wanted and change our minds about things. So that's how we ended up, you know, four years later with a van that still works for us. So yeah, that would be big advice is to just take your time, think about what you want, what's important to you, and just don't rush into anything. Yeah, any other do's Smart. and don'ts? Well, this is just a personal thing, but I would say do put a full bathroom in it 
Amen. That's just my personal two cents, okay? Yeah. With a door, preferably. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Especially if you have huh. two people. Okay. Just for sanitation, but huh. also, man, it's like a lot of people say, oh, I'm glad I didn't use the room for that. We always say, oh, I'm so glad that yeah. I included that. Yeah. I don't know how we would have yeah. lived in it, especially full time, especially during COVID without a bathroom. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, and especially yeah. if you're so an active person 100%. who also wants to spend most of your van life outside of cities, which is us. We, we shower in it literally every two or three days. Like, mm -hmm. we use it all the time. Yeah. So did we. So that's, that's still one of our most must-haves in our next rig is mm. an indoor bathroom and the yeah, half-full bathroom. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you a very personal question, and I do expect you to answer it. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, I'm when, so sorry. When somebody is using the restroom, what is the procedure? Okay, let me... <laughs> what is the procedure? Yeah. Let me lay out the procedure for you. Okay. Alex literally hoped that you'd ask this. Yeah, I told him. I was like, I hope he asked about this because this is my... Like, I could talk about this all day. All right, this is a procedure, okay? At least these are the Alex rules. If you've got to go, the other person needs to leave the van. That's just... <laughs> In my mm -hmm. opinion, okay. Negative ten. Is that a number I, one or number two situation or both? Oh, just number two. Like if you just yeah. gotta okay. pee, that's okay. fine. Okay. Yeah. Number two, yeah, yeah. other person's gotta leave the van. If you're somewhere or they're working, they can't leave the van. You gotta turn the ceiling fan on high. Then you gotta mm -hmm. turn your music on your phone as loud <laughs> as it will possibly go. Because if I hear anything, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the procedure. Oh, also, we have a diffuser in our van. If you go, you got to turn yes. that on. So, yeah. Those are the Alex rules. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but. No, that's for I mean, sure. That, that's I, but I'd say, yeah, that's true. But can I be honest about Chris for one second? Be in the entire you. three or four years we lived in a van, he, ne he will use the bathroom number two one time. I would one hold time. it. I would hold it in for days. <laughs> I said, I don't care if we're. I don't care if we're out in the middle of nowhere, I will hold it in because what I'm about to produce will destroy this. But I remember the day you finally did it. He's like, I have to do it. I was like, do it, <laughs> do it. That is so impressive. So you'd wait till like public restrooms? Yes. I, but I'm very picky about my public restrooms. So like I make sure to go into the really nice neighborhood, go to the Whole Foods, go to like a really boutique coffee shop. Like if, if the barista's snotty, I'm like, Get me in. Let, let's do this right now. I hope now. you tip well. <laughs> Chris only likes destroying the bougie toilets. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I remember, I remember, hello, if you want to get personal and throw me under the bus, let's do this. No, like, so, don't say the whitefish story. Which one? Wait, which one are you saying? What whitefish no, story? No, which one are you saying? No, let's no, go no, ahead. No, no, I don't want to say. Go ahead. Let's, still, let's talk about this, this. Let's talk about this. You don't remember when the Tell me. when the dump broke, and it was oh like, my word. We're not talking about that one on there. Yeah, no, we are going to somewhere talk about in Montana. There's a gas station where the dump station does not work, and it like everything came out of the toilet, and it had to go through like this like a shower drain that had slats in it. So Chris sat there for like thirty minutes running water until it dissolved. In all of it, like it was. And then and I think I knew, we saw you guys like two hours later. Yeah, yeah we yeah, we did <laughs> see you guys two hours later. And then we 
And the whole t- the whole yeah. time while I'm doing this, I'm like, this isn't even mine. This is all Sarah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you don't go. We're cutting this out. We're no, we're not. Out. We're keeping this in. And but I remember I was like hiding behind the curtain in the van. And I was like peeping out. And she was just like staring at she's me. She's crying right now. I, I do remember like we had the, oh, we had gosh. very similar rules of, all right, hey, you know, if you have to go, you you have to be outside yeah. very, very seldomly did it hit to where like we were both in the van at the same time. And we, we, I don't, yeah, very couple. Yeah. Very and times. so we, and we had friends who told us at the very beginning of van life, they said, this is called the marriage saver mm-hmm. and it's called noise canceling headphones. And they're like, that'll save your marriage in a van. And, um, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. But I do remember having to be stuck outside and there's mosquitoes everywhere. <laughs> and like, you're trying not to rush the other person, but it's still like you you're, you're getting eaten alive right now. You know, it's awful. Oh gosh. Well, this got real personal, y'all. <laughs> so who wants to sign up for van life? <laughs> it's such a big part of living in a van that people have to realize like you have to go to the bathroom every day unless you're Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold I, it. Y'all, it stressed me out so much. I was like, Chris, you need to go. That's not I've crazy. been to the doctor since. So no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We're going to get so many comments. So many people are like, that was disgusting. So many, yeah. Listening people to are like again. tuning it, tuning us out right now. But it, yeah. But you're right. It is a part. It's a part. It's such a huge part of it. It's a huge life. part of it. Because if you don't want to go in your rig, then you have to use public restrooms or pit toilets or campgrounds. Which is know. fine for a season. But if we're talking like living in it indefinitely, like we did and you guys do. You don't want to have to always rely on having a pit toilet or going behind the tree. Like, we'll do it for a while, but after a while, done. All right. Oh, man. Okay, can we, we should end it with this. I know you guys have to go soon. So let's end it with, <clears throat> we've talked like some of the crazy stories of van life. We've talked about the good and the bad. And I want people to know that van life truly is worth it. Because I would, if the opportunity presented itself to buy a van again right now for a decent price, I would do it in a second. Or I shouldn't say that. Because I don't feel like that's going to fit our All next right. season of life. But I would tell somebody to do it because I love van life i wish we hadn't sold ours as quick as we did yeah but it is what it is but anyway, was i gonna go with this all right so we want to let people know that it is worth it and i think a huge part of what's worth it is that you get to go to all these incredible places for us our favorite places were montana washington idaho maine like we loved the pacific northwest and maine so for you guys what had been your favorite places or moments that made you say yes this is it i think favorite places sedona would be pretty high up there yeah for like our favorite winter place we've we've we went back three years in a row to sedona her birthday's in january so she's always had to be in the cold winter colorado so that's kind of been a nice um yearly thing we've done for her birthday is go to sedona Mm -hmm. and our favorite time in sedona was two years ago when she turned 30 she wanted to do 30 miles on her 30th birthday 30 on 30. Mm -hmm. And we literally lived in Sedona for a month and trained for this because there's so many trails there right outside the van door and then parked at a trailhead um, and did 30 miles of biking and running from the van in a day. And that was like your birthday. So just a really special experience. I think other top ones would be McCall, Idaho. Um, mm-hmm. Glacier National Park because we go there pretty much every year for work and then we also get to hike around and stuff 
And then <clears throat> I would probably say this summer we did a road trip six weeks and we went through Idaho, Montana, Washington, and Oregon. And that was probably the best six weeks we've ever had in the band. Yeah, like the best trip. And within that, I would say Oregon just yeah. blew us away. Yeah. I mean, we made a YouTube series on that trip. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, y'all... Connor and Alex made an incredible, is it three or four videos from the summer? How many was it? Three. Three. Three videos of their time on that road trip this summer that we watched them like as it's soon so as they good. came out. They were beautiful. I mean, they made me feel so nostalgic for it's so good. the West. Like I told Chris, I was like, let's go to Montana this summer. Like I wanted to be back there mm -hmm. so bad. They made me feel something. So uh, we're going to link everything down below, but go check out those video series. Check them out on Instagram, Acts of Adventure. Um, but yeah, you've got to go watch those videos. You guys yeah. did an incredible job with those. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're Sorry. always our biggest fans uh, <laughs> of our like 300 views. So we really appreciate no. it. You no. guys, seriously, the, we're so happy for you guys. For real. You guys, I mean, Sarah said this, but you made us feel something. And I feel like... That's hard to do on that, YouTube. That's hard to do. And like that's what we always look for when we watch something. Like we want to feel something. You know, we want to feel whether it's happy or sad. We're like, we want to feel information's a dime or dozen and you can give that everywhere but like if you can make something feel a moment i'm like man that is just powerful yeah you got you did such a good job capture, capturing each of the places in each of the videos i felt it like i could feel the heat and the summer days or yeah. i don't know the hikes it just oh my gosh i'm gonna have to go back and watch those actually yeah yeah so, so they were really good congratulations on that that was amazing all right uh, i i know we don't have you for for you long so we, we do have to let you go yeah so but if people wanted to follow along or if they want to contact you for wedding photography or what would you like people to know about you? Where can they, where can they reach you? Um, we're acts of adventure on Instagram and YouTube and our website is actsofadventure.com. If you're interested in videography, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't do the, uh, TikToks or any of that new stuff so millennials yeah. <laughs> millennials <laughs> i can't do it i still can't do it yeah i think um i we have we have had so much fun having you on this podcast and i want to do it again and i don't know if people enjoyed this but we enjoyed it and whether it's talking about vans or travel whatever i we i, I want to have you guys back on because I, this was a lot of fun and maybe we'll just come out to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go look at tickets to Colorado right now. Let's all do it in Let's one in that. one room next time. I feel like we have tons more to tell, so we'd love that. A lot of bathroom stories, oh, you guys. Just a plethora <laughs> of bathroom <laughs> stories. <laughs> it's such a huge component of fam okay. life, though. Guys. Nobody understands until they've done it. <laughs> thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at chrisandsarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423-825-9572. Thanks for listening.